Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. The Bible tells us the dramatic story of how Jacob defrauded his brother Esau and had to flee for his life. While asleep one night, God visited Jacob in a dream, which caused him to name the place where it happened Bethel, which means the house of God. In response to God's visit, he erected a pillar and made a vow. God will be with me, keep me in this way that I go, who give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. Genesis 35, 1, God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there, and back there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of thy Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean. Change your garments. Let's arise and go up to Bethel. Now make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings, and Jacob hid them under the oak, which was by Shechem. At least thirty years had passed since Jacob made his vow. He clearly was in no hurry to fulfill it. He had settled down in Shechem, bought land there, and seemed to have forgotten all about the promise he had made to God about Bethel. The busy affairs of life apparently drove entirely from his mind the force and persuasion of that long-ago divine visitation, so that it became eclipsed with the passions and involvements, plans and purposes of the life he was living at Shechem. In allowing this to happen, the old patriarch was really no different than many others have been in the centuries since. We're apt to forget vows when God has fulfilled his side of them. Resolutions made in time of trouble can easily soon be laid aside. Think about the outburst of reverence that followed the terrorist attacks that leveled the World Trade Center buildings, only to be replaced with further decadence and withdrawal from God. People tend to pray and think about God more during trouble than when things are going well. Sadly, religion is in many people's judgment for stormy weather only. Generally speaking, it is easier for young people to be stirred by gospel messages, the clear call of conscience and the ringing message of hope and peace, than it is those who have largely formed the course of their lives by the decisions made and followed. Many a brilliant sunrise, the youthful promise of a committed young life has been followed by a cloudy day. One wonders at Jacob's willingness to accept life at Shechem. He was the grandson of one of the world's most godly men of all the ages, the son of a father who had made a practice of following the Lord Jehovah throughout his life. How could he disrespect all that and be comfortable living in the manner exactly rejected as displeasing to God by those who had been most influential in his background? My notion is that the stern call God had given him, the powerful working of the Holy Spirit, the keen awareness of how helpless and needy he was when unaided, gradually faded as the years slipped away. At Shechem, he was surrounded by a wild, godless household who cherished their idols, and who knew if he went to Bethel to fulfill living his vow there, he must be given up. The actions Jacob took when God reminded him of his promise stand to his eternal credit. He shook off his apathy and set about the task of cleaning up his life and household to make it presentable to the Lord. 
His manner of doing so set before us a pattern of how to rededicate ourselves. He began by surrendering his Shechem plans and involvements to God's will, then put away the idol gods from among his family who would be going with him by burying them under an oak, which served to dishonor them and show their futility. God met him. God renewed his covenant, validated his new name of Israel, delivered him from enemies. He wants to be the same to you and me. By the way, have you talked to him today? You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson.